Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Successful Woman Radio Show brought to you by WomenAboutBiz.net, empowering you with the tools and resources to start and grow your very own business. Hello, ladies. This is Trina Levy, your host and business success coach, broadcasting to you live this Monday, September 14th, and as always, bringing you inspiration motivation, and ways to make your business, your dreams, and your ideas a big success. Well, happy Monday to you. I trust that you all had a great weekend, spending a lot of time with your family and your friends, and that you are ready to be productive this week. Now, as a reminder, if you haven't had the time to review your activity calendar and ensure that all of the activities you have listed there and the tasks scheduled are supporting your goals for this week. If you haven't, you need to do so immediately following the show because this is going to help you to stay focused and keep clear on your priorities. You know, I don't always follow my own directions, and every time I go against that simple little rule of checking your activities and making sure that what you want to accomplish by weekend, which is usually Friday, that you have all of the tasks and different things listed that are going to support you in accomplishing just that. However, it is very easy to just let it slide by you and you say to yourself, well, I've got most of my stuff scheduled, but you really need to be taking a look at those activities because oftentimes about 30 to 40% of the activities you have listed on your calendar could be working against what you're trying to get done by the weekend. So, again, I just want to make sure that you guys understand that this simple principle of Checking your activities on your planner or your calendar, usually every Sunday evening, will really help you to set the pace for your week, and it's going to help you to realize what you haven't put on the calendar and what you haven't established as a task to help you accomplish your goals. Very, very key. Well, guess what? This is yet the, you know, the second week of um, of September, we are getting ready to go into the fall season full swing. And as we fall into this new season, it is so important that we fall into the right type of success mode that's going to help you to make money during the rest of this year, time of year that a lot of things are going on. I know it can get extremely busy. And of course, during during quarantine, and if you have kids at home, it can get even busier. I'm sure a lot of you have experienced, if you have children, you've experienced that your days are just kind of blending. And it's like, wow, it's a whole new day already. I was busy yesterday. And a lot of kids are in virtual school. So this, is, this can be a, a little bit taxing uh, and stressful, right? And so what you have to do Literally, if you've got to learn to get into your quiet space, you've got to learn to create and carve out that special time 
for yourself and your business. And you've got to remember that if you do have children, you you know, that are in the house with you throughout the day, you've got to remember to have a set schedule of activities and different things planned. Now, it's really helping that they're in virtual school, but I'm having a lot of parents tell me that they, it feels like they're having to do almost just as much work as the kids if you have small kids, you know, under the age of 10, um, because they're having to explain so much and do so much to help the child get acclimated on this new type of learning system or platform, but they can do it. They play games all day long. They're used to the computer, so they can work it. It's just important for you to make sure that you have now taken your schedule out and you are working right alongside them when they are paying attention to the teacher online. This is the time that you have to take for yourself and your business. I want to thank all of you for tuning in to the show today. We've got a great show planned for you. Now, all of this month, our theme is going to be about the success mindset, right? It's going to be about how we need to take our mindset to a whole nother level if we intend not only on generating more income, but if we intend on stepping up to the plate and being the leader for our business. So I'm excited about the topic for today because it's something that I, I, you know, I practice a lot of different techniques and strategies. I put a lot of systems together not only for myself but for my, my clients. And so today I'm going to be sharing with you five success strategies that will help you to soar. And I know that they can help take your business to a whole other level. And so you're going to want to stay for the whole show and listen to this. And so make sure that you grab your pen and pencil. As a matter of fact, this is such a good time right now to share the show with at least one person, one other businesswoman that you know to really get some value out of this. Again, the show topic for today is five success strategies that will help you soar. And so, again, I want you guys to share the show. If you're online, on the Internet, you can just drop a link and say, hey, Successful Woman Radio is live. Listen to the show today. And here is the show phone number for those of you with pen in hand. It is 347 Six three seven two five eight nine. So that is the show number. I hope you guys are really, um, you know, really ready to hear some of the strategies and principles uh, today. That if you put them in place, they are really going to help you. Also, I'm going to be sharing with you five ways, uh, five focus and actions that are going to help you to push your leadership ability to the next level. Now, these are questions that you will be able to ask of yourself, and you can ask them at any time that you want to, but they are geared, these questions are designed to help you focus on the things that you should be doing as the CEO for your business. And so that is why we call them five questions of an action. So stay tuned. We've got a lot going on for the show today. I'm also going to be sharing with you some ways to network with other people while uh, we are in quarantine without having to meet the person one-on-one live, right? And so, again, I'm excited about that. So let's get started with five questions of focus and action. The first question is, have I prepared my mindset for greatness. 
Again, have I prepared my mindset for greatness? Now, this question was created because oftentimes as women, we start our mornings just crazy sometimes, right? We are so busy. We just roll out of bed. We get ourselves together. But then so many things start happening that we don't slow down and we don't prepare our own mindset for greatness. So I want to just share with you what are some of the things that we experience when our mindsets are not prepared for greatness, right, when we don't focus on how we want our day to go. Well, first of all, we can feel cloudy or fuzzy, like, you know, not quite sure that you're even with that day, right? You can feel um, also disorganized, as though you have not structured or organized yourself. Um, and it just seems like sometimes that there are a lot of things that just creep up and just really impact your mood, right? And when things impact your mood, then it causes you not to be able to focus like you need to. And it just gives you an overall feeling um, a yucky feeling for the day, right? And so that's not really what you want. Now, when you have prepared your mindset for greatness, that means that you have put the gate up to refuse to allow negative energies and negative information to bother you, to get through to your fourth field of goodness. You, you just refuse to allow it to happen. And you're able to recognize it quickly to the point to where you can just shut it down because it's just not what you want in order to move your life and your business to the next level. So let's talk about what can you do, to first of all, to prepare your mindset for greatness. I think one of the biggest things is that you've got to really make this a habit, ladies. You've got to get into the habit of when you wake up, you know, you've got to get yourself into praying and thanking God for giving you that day, and then you've got to get yourself into the habit of right away repeating affirmations that you created for yourself that are going to sow a seed, a blessing and positive seed into your spirit, into your soul, and that is going to be very important. Now, yes, you can get motivated from other people's phrases, quotes, and slogans, and different things like that. But one of the things that I always want to encourage you to do is to become extremely self-motivated because, trust me, in this journey of success and business, there's going to come times when you need to be self-motivated, self-directed, when nobody else is going to be there for you, you are going to have to do it on your own. And so I want to encourage you to create affirmations that are customized and personal just to you. Again, you know, I call it that quiet space where it's just you, where you have, you give yourself that time of planning, that time of thought that time where you can really just be with yourself. And you can create, during one of those times, create some affirmations that are customized and personal to you. You can put them on index cards. If you if you are artsy, you really like a lot of color and different things, you can you can make it an art project, you know. You can create duplicate cards with the same affirmation, put type, all types of artwork on them that you like, 
You can pop them up on the refrigerator, places that you know that you're going to be, or you can keep them on you at all times and read them to yourself throughout the day. You can even schedule self-motivation time in your calendars and with an alarm throughout the day, two or three minutes, right? And here's number two, what are my goals and priorities for the week? Now, based on your business, there's always going to be a set of goals that you really need to focus on, things that you need to do just for the business. But of those things, there are three things that you have to include in your goals and priorities. That is, you have to include marketing, the number of leads you're going to generate, and you also have to include sales, okay? Those three things are very important, and those are the three things that we all share in common that we really need to make priority in our business. Here's number three. Am I clear on my role and responsibility as CEO? This is the most important question, probably one of the most important that you will ever have to ask yourself, and it's one that I notice a lot of businesswomen avoid. Okay, a lot of business women avoid it. I don't know if it's because sometimes as women we feel that we are we aren't CEO material, or the word CEO overwhelms us, or if we're not clear and just a, and just not having the clarity on our role overwhelms us. I'm not sure which way that is going with a lot of business women, right? But the one thing that I do know is that when you are clear on what your role is as the owner, as the CEO of your company, things run smoother. Things will go better. And it's very difficult to lead and delegate someone in your business, right, when you aren't leading yourself, when you aren't clear on your role. So I think that this is one of the first things that you have to get done. Okay, so you know, just as a you know, just to help you brainstorm and figure it out, some of the things that you could do is that you can go to like career.com, monster.com, these are all career websites. You can look up job descriptions for CEOs or look up job descriptions for vice presidents or what have you, and just kind of look, don't copy, just look at what they're asking that person to do. Then the other thing is that you need to look at is that you need to look at if you had to bring somebody into your business, they had to take it over, and because you were sick or you just were not able to be in, uh, there for your business or be present, what job description would you actually give them? Because now they're having to act as CEO or as the owner of the company for you, represent you. What is it that they can provide to you that would make you feel comfortable that they are doing a good job. So that has a lot to do with reports, right? What type of reports? You want to see a sales report? So they, that means that they need to be preparing a sales report. Uh, you would want to see the marketing strategy. That means they need to be preparing the marketing strategy and making sure that the strategy is on course, right, and that it has been implemented and things are doing well. You want to see how many leads are coming into the business, right, how many people are interested. And you also want to know where the leads coming from, and you also want to know how are the leads being generated. Are they being generated from the website? from social media, the links are being dropped, uh, you definitely want to take a look at all of that. You also would like to review your weekly communication, such as an e-newsletter, whatever is going to be going out. And you may also want to see 
um, all of the content that is going to be going in for the autoresponder. So there's different reports and different pieces of information. What should that individual be checking on every single day, or what is it that they should be doing weekly, monthly, and quarterly from the perspective of being the CEO? What do they need to make sure of, okay? And so this is not the manager's role, but this is the CEO role. And the CEO, remember, is responsible for the vision of the company, responsible for setting company goals, and responsible for setting the um, the sales goals of the company. So all of that is important to the CEO. The CEO is the ambassador of the company. The CEO represents the company and gets the word out there about the company. So these things are very, very important. And you must get clear on your role as the CEO of your business. Here's number four. What task will I be delegating to others and following through on? Again, what task will I be delegating to others and following through through on? Now, this is what I call the year of delegation, right? And the reason why I call it the year of delegation because I said to myself, this is the this is the beginning of the first year that I will always make sure that Anybody that I'm coaching knows how to delegate and knows how to set up things so that they are not doing everything themselves. Why? It's because you're not an island. Just because you run a business and you are a solo entrepreneur, it doesn't mean that you're supposed to be doing everything by yourself. And the sooner you learn this, the faster your business is going to start growing. And so there's just it's just the simple truth is that if you plan on generating multiple six figures incomes and above, most of the time you're not going to be able to do that by yourself because you need to be busy being the ambassador for your company. And it's very difficult to do that when you're also being the laborer and when you're also trying to be the manager and you're trying to be the owner CEO at the same time, it just doesn't work that way right? It can till unto a certain point, but this is the point. You have got to move past just being a solo entrepreneur. You've got to learn how to lead, which is why I talk to you all the time about clarity on your role and your responsibility as the CEO of your company. So let's take a look at task and delegating and what's so important about delegation. So the one thing that I want you guys to know is that you're not trying to abdicate because abdicate means to completely turn over, give away without looking back. It means that it's like giving someone else the responsibility of following up without you being a part of the picture. And, of course, that doesn't work. So you have to be very careful that when you delegate to someone else that you just don't say, oh, okay, and take their word for everything, but that you have actually already created a follow-up system and a delegation system. Those two things are in place before you even delegate or follow through on anything, right? So creating a, a, a description of whatever the task is, or a description of whatever the project is going to be, and also setting deadlines and milestones in the description so that you can hold whoever you delegate to accountable. When you don't have those things in place, it's very, very difficult for you to delegate to anyone, 
okay? So don't forget, the first thing that you have to do is get clear on the task and the project. And if there are things, ways that you like a task done or a project done, remember, a person cannot be you. They can't. But what they can do is that they can they can follow your direction. So if you provide the right directions, the right instructions to a particular task or project, then now you can hold them more accountable because you've gone over the task, you've gone over the project with them, and what you're expecting them to do is to add in their expertise and their their knowledge of how to do it quickly or quicker, and now that helps you to move your goals faster. It helps you to pay more attention to things that you need to be paying attention to as the CEO of your business. So I can't tell you how important um, it is for you to to learn to properly delegate and then to learn to properly follow up. Now, one of the things you should be doing as well in delegating to other people is that in your planner you should be including uh, time frames that you are following up and holding individuals accountable, right? It's just an automatic. When you provide a task to someone or you uh, delegate a, a project, there should always be follow-up appointments in your planner that are already pre-scheduled to follow up with that individual. And you should let them know, hey, here's the date. I've set up some follow-up times that we can discuss this. Are these times good for you and your calendar? That's very, very key. The sooner someone understands that you are a person about accountability and that you're going to be holding them accountable, the better it's going to be for your working relationship with that individual, okay? And last but not least in the five questions of focus and action um, is, am I clear on my business finances? Now, this is a biggie because you do as the CEO need to be clear on that. If you ever go on Bloomberg TV, um, MSNBC, uh, some of the other business channels, and you're listening to them interview CEOs, I want you to pay very close attention to the information that the CEO is providing. The CEO is not talking about how you make a gadget, what the labor process is, how they ship and package stuff out. They're not talking about any of that. They're not talking about this is how you bake the cake. This is how you make this garment, or this is how you create this online sales page. They're not talking about that. What you're going to hear the CEO talk about is, hey, based on this particular report, this is how well we're doing. Here's what we're forecasting for the next quarter. Here are the new products that are actually coming out. That is what you are going to hear, right? And it's very important that you understand that you won't hear CEOs talking about the labor role a lot when they are being interviewed or when they're talking about the progress of their company. You're going to hear them talk um, in general uh, as an overview of how the company is doing, kind of like a report card. And those are the things that they are most concerned about, right? Why? Because those are the results. Those things that they talk about are the results and what's going to help the company make more money and what's going to help the consumer to understand that the company is being ran properly. 
So I want you guys to sometimes, you know, check out Bloomberg TV when they're interviewing some CEOs of the company. I want you to listen to how the CEO talks about the business, and I think that's going to be very key. I think it will be very helpful for you, okay? You need to have a good bookkeeping system. It goes without saying. I don't care if you're just generating five cents a day. Bookkeeping is important, and there are different bookkeeping systems out there for you, but if you're on a budget, a good spreadsheet, a good Excel spreadsheet is all you need, right? And you can list at the top intake, which is your sales coming in. You can even break your sales down by the different products or the different services you have, and then you can do expenses at the bottom, which are here are all of the expenses coming out each month. And there are so many valuable, valuable reasons why bookkeeping is necessary and why you're able to see your cash flow sheet and how cash is going out of your business. It's going to help you to cut that budget. It's going to help you to tighten it up. And it's going to help you to generate more income for yourself as well. I think I've shared the story about I had a client who – um, wasn't seeing the money coming in her business, although she, she, well, she saw the money coming into her business, but what she didn't see was that she wasn't able to get a income. She couldn't figure it out. And lo and behold, once we actually able, actually did a cash flow analysis on her business, we found out that she had almost $3,500 in a lot of different subscriptions online that were going out of her account every single month, and more than half of them she was not even using. So we were able to cancel all of those and clear it up and really be able to give her for the first time um, a $1,500 check every single month. And she just she was so emotional about it. She couldn't believe that she had allowed that to go on. And not only that, I think in the next month or two, she was able to double her income to $3,500. So, see, she was thinking that her business wasn't able to give her an income. She knew money was coming in, but she felt like all of the money and expenses that she had, she was not able to draw an income. And maybe that's true when you aren't paying attention and focusing and making the right decisions and cutting back and looking at what it is that you are spending your money on, right? And so it is easy to have a lot of online subscriptions that really are not helping you. You really need to cut those back or, you know, um, cancel the account altogether if you're not using it because they have gotten enough of your money long enough, right? And so this is very, very important, and I want you guys to understand that as the CEO of your company, you have got to keep your eyes uh, on, on your money at all times and know how you're generating the money, when the money's coming in, and what you're actually spending the money on. I think it's important on the business side to be pretty stingy with your money, with your cash, right? Um, because you are trying to make sure that you are building your cash and generating that income so that you can actually experience and see it. So, again, bookkeeping is key. you got to have a bookkeeping system. you got to pay attention to your accounts payable and your cash flow. You've got to pay attention to how your cash flow is going. Um, if any of you are interested in learning more about how to create a cash flow for just, just for your business, how to customize that, then you can always 
schedule an appointment with me um, just for, you know, creating a template for your cash flow and learning how to read your cash flow and understanding how to use it to help you make mostly all of the decisions in your business, okay? Very, very key. I use the cash flow to help me to determine if I want, if I want to add a new business service, if I want to eliminate a business service that's really not um, relevant or selling in the company. Um, how to determine if I need to create products or, or new courses. So, again, the cash flow will truly, truly help you. So there you have it, ladies. You have the five questions of focus and action that are going to help you to strengthen yourself as the CEO of your company. It's 1229 after the hour. Don't hang up that phone. Don't click off that screen because I've got more to share with you as we are going to be discussing five success strategies that are going to help you soar in your business. So you got to hear that. So don't hang up that phone. Um, I'm so excited about the holiday season coming up and about the fact that many of you have already started sharing with me um, that you are now working on your business strategy. As a matter of fact, a few of you have emailed and said something to the effect that, hey, Trina, we've listened to you long enough over the years about strategy. We're planning our strategy. So, again, a lot of people are beginning to realize how important developing a business strategy for the following year is. But I want to back up, and I want to just kind of share with you ladies some important things that you need to keep in mind because this is a busy season. We've got a lot going on. Okay, so first of all, one of the things that we have going on around this time frame, and again, is indeed developing your business strategy, right? And it's something that you definitely cannot overlook. You can't, you can't ignore it. But what you don't want to do, because we've had such a trying year this year, right? What you don't want to do is you don't want to plan you don't want to wait till the last minute, January 2021 gets here, and instead of you knowing exactly what should be going on in your business, you are still in the same rut. You don't have a plan, right? You don't necessarily have a strategy, and you don't know. You don't want to be that way. And so if you wait until January and try to start planning, guess what? It could put you back anywhere between 90 to 180 days. That's three to six months that you won't be making money or working at generating income in your business because you're too busy planning. So this is why right now it's time for you to start planning for your business strategy. Now, in planning your strategy, you can't just start doing it um, and writing a new strategy for 2021 before you evaluate some of the things that are necessary for your business, okay? And I can't tell you how key evaluation really is. I once had someone who wanted me to look at their strategy and tell me if their strategy would work. And when I said, well, first let's do an evaluation of your business, and we went and we answered the we started you know looking at the questions I started asking, and she started answering. She realized that she wasn't quite sure what she had based her strategy off of because all of the questions that she answered 
um, made her strategy seem obsolete. Like, wait a minute, this shouldn't be my goal at all, or this shouldn't be what I should be focused on for first quarter at all. So one of the first things that you have to do in your business strategy is you actually have to evaluate your business. You have to make really sure that there are certain things that have taken place or that you know the statistics in your business. So I'm talking about, for example, you need to know what your sales are for the last three quarters, right? You need to know what your marketing results have been for the last three quarters. That, so if you, if you have some marketing results, that means you should have had a marketing plan in place, right? You need to know uh, how many leads you were generating and what the sources were for generating the leads and how it worked. The whole purpose of evaluation is that two things are going to happen in business evaluation, right? One thing that's going to happen in business evaluation is that it's going to help you to understand what's not, what has not been done in the business and why the business hasn't generated as much income as it should have. Or two, it's going to help you to see the things that are really working in your business, and that allows you to see what you need to enhance and do more of, right? And so, again, I just want to share some of the benefits of evaluating your business. It gives you a bird's eye view of your profitability, right? It helps you in knowing how effective, again, your marketing is going to be. It helps you to determine which services and products to add or eliminate. It helps you set new sales goals, and it determines the effectiveness of your leadership, okay, because as a business leader, it's re- you're responsible for knowing what you should be doing weekly, monthly, quarterly, and annually to help your business go move along. And then evaluating your business shows you the weak areas, and it also shows you the areas that you are strong in. And, of course, it's important for you to know the areas that you need improvement in. So evaluation is very key. I can't talk about that enough because when you are willing to evaluate your business and not just look at the results of your evaluation as though, oh, okay, this is what I'm not doing, but when you look at it and say, I'm going to look at this and allow this to lead me to take action on what has not been done in my business. And if I need to start back from ground zero, so be it, but I'm not going to let another day pass without my business properly being structured and me knowing what it is that I need to do for my business. So, again, very, very key. So I want to make sure you guys are scheduling that time. I want all of you to schedule that time in your calendar to evaluate your business because it is key that you work on your strategy coming up for 2021. Now, something else that's going on this time of year as well, that in addition to your overall business strategy, it's important for you to be looking at your holiday strategy for the holiday season. Many of you have businesses that work extremely well with the holidays. You have gift basket business, massage therapy business, you are a hairstylist, you uh, do nails, 
Uh, all of those work really, really well because you can really start selling gift certificates and different things like that. But then there are other people who aren't sure if your business can really play with the holiday theme and if you can do the holiday, have any type of sale going on in the holiday. But I beg to differ. I think all businesses, um, no matter what industry you're in, I think all businesses can take advantage of the holiday buying. I, I really do. I think you have to really take that time to decide, number one, on how your marketing strategy, strategy is going to go for the holiday season. You have to look at what your um, flagship product is going to be, and then you have to decide on what the deep discount is going to be. And trust me, if you really want to see some results, 10 or 20% isn't going to cut it. So you have to be willing to really expose people to a lot of your business, um, your some of your business products and different things at a discount so that you can generate leads and continue to market to those customers after the holiday season has come and gone. And so that's very important. Now, there is an article that I have in the blog section at womenaboutbiz.net, and it is talking about ways um, to market your business during the holiday season. I would encourage you guys to read that. Again, it's five ways to market your business during the holidays, and I would encourage you to make sure that you read that article. Um, I, I'm sure that you would like to get some ideas on how to get your marketing really going. And the article is laid out in such a way that it really gives you that step-by-step -step thought path the step-by-step -step procedure for how you should be laying out your marketing for the holiday season. So I don't want you guys to procrastinate. I want you guys to really be on top of things about your business strategy um, for 2021, for your holiday strategy for this year, because you should be taking advantage of these things. Very, very key. If you haven't already scheduled an appointment with me, I want to let you know that my appointment calendar is booking up quickly. And if you need assistance with your holiday strategy or with your um, strategy overall for your business, or if you really just need to look at your responsibility as the CEO and how to really figure out what are the most important things that you should be doing for your business, then schedule an appointment with me for that as well. So to schedule an appointment, all you have to do is give me a call, and you can reach me at 470-546-5129. Um, you can give me a call there, or you can email me as well, tnewbie at womenaboutbiz.net. That's T-N-E-W-B as in boy, Y as in yard, T-Newbie at womenaboutbiz.net. You can email me and ask me questions as well. Um, and if you've not had your free coaching session this year, then you can go to womenaboutbiz.net and you can schedule your free coaching session. And you can see it right there on the home page. Um, you just scroll down a little bit and you can see it, and it's right there for you to go ahead and get your coaching session scheduled with me. And, again, each businesswoman can have one free coaching schedule per year. Uh, and, of course, if you are a listener of Successful Woman Radio, I often from time to time also give you coaching, free coaching sessions um, specifically on a topic that you have to use. 
So, again, uh, I want to thank all of you guys for listening and always be listening because I throw out those free coaching sessions, um, and if you've already had one, then it can really benefit you. It is 1240 after the hour, and we are getting ready to get into five success strategies that will help you to soar, and that's so very, very key. Uh, We have been getting some really wonderful emails from individuals that are talking about successful mindset. I've had people asking about books they can read. I've had people talking, asking me about what's the best way for them to create a strategy to strengthen their mindset. And so I appreciate all of your emails. You know, we have been discussing and we have been talking about uh, so far our overall theme this month is is really she's got a successful mindset because it's about learning how to develop beliefs and habits that are going to lay the foundation for your success. And so that's what this month in September is all about, is really strengthening your mind. And so if you haven't listened at our broadcast, our previous broadcast from last week, I definitely want to make sure that you guys do. You can go to womenaboutbiz.net and click on podcast in the top white menu bar. Or if you have an iPhone, you can pull up your podcast app and you can search for Successful Woman Radio, three separate words. And if you have an Android, you can download the app Stitcher and look for Successful Woman Radio and mark it as your favorite. When you do that, either on your iPhone or your Android, then you will have Successful Woman Radio at your fingertips. You can also, again, go online right on the Women About Biz website, click on podcast, and you can listen to it there as well. And so, again, over the years, I so appreciate all of the thousands of listeners that continue to listen to the show and continue to write in and let us know how they are able to use the information and some of the success that they are seeing as a result of what I'm sharing. So I thank you so much. It really encourages me, and I truly appreciate it. So as we get into five success strategies, right, that are going to help you soar, it's important that you understand that as the CEO of your company, you must be strategically thinking all the time about better ways to do something, how to streamline, how to tighten up, how to cut, how to make sure that your business is functioning properly, right? And there's just different success strategies that you need to be looking at that are going to help benefit you and help you to be that good CEO that you need to be. So let's let's go ahead and look at some of the things that I think are very, very key. The first thing that I think, and I've mentioned this before, some of you know what this word means, but you need to create a power team, Right? I can't talk about how important a power team is. A power team is a group of individuals that know about a specific project or they have a specific talent that you don't have, but when they are able to work with you on getting a task or a project done because they know more, it's going to help you to shorten your learning curve and it's going to help boost your business faster. 
So you could, if you could imagine on a power team, if you had a graphic designer, if you had someone who's doing um, your bookkeeping and your accounting, you had someone who's helping you to write your articles, someone who's doing your social media posting, someone who's helping you to plan out your business for the following quarter. If you had those type of individuals on your power team, would you be much further along in your business, right? I want you to think about all the times you said to yourself, oh, I've got to do better. I'm going to schedule my social media. I'm going to figure out how to get some graphics work done so that I will have images and different things that represent me on my on my social media. I I haven't written an article in two months. I've got to figure out a way to make this happen better. These are all dysfunctionalities that a lot of people experience when they are solo entrepreneurs, right? Because you can't do everything, no. And when you are trying to get yourself to go to the next level in your business and be the success that you know you can be, it means that you have to change your mindset. It means that you have to develop a success mindset that is not about being a solopreneur, but is about learning how to properly function and delegate as a leader of your business. And so the big thing you should you should always be saying to yourself is that when I when, every time I come up with something new that I need to be doing in my business, I'm going to stop getting into the habit of of having to figure out how to do it myself, which is slowing me down, but I'm going to figure out how I can get someone else to help me do it, okay? So the one thing that you need to know about developing a power team, and that is the first thing is that you cannot try to find someone really quick when you need them right then and there. That's the first rule you need to understand about building a power team. It takes time to vet individuals and and figure out if they are going to be a good fit for you, right? And so with that said, you have to create a power team ahead of time before you actually need them, right? Many of you are saying, well, I need them now. I need someone on my power team now. Well, what you're going to have to do is you can't rush it. You're going to have to take the time, make a list. This is the first thing you need to do in creating your power team. You need to make a list of individuals that you feel will help you to move your business along faster and generate more income. So whatever that's going to be. For some of you, it could be a graphics person. For some of you, you might say, I really need to have a good content writer, someone that knows how to write articles, someone that knows how to write good content for my marketing images, someone that knows how to really put words together. I need a good content writer, right? Some of you may say, I need a good graphic designer um, because I'm always needing graphics. Every single day I need graphics and I'm stretching and reaching and I'm um, using other graphics and copying off of Google illegally and I don't want to get in trouble. I really need a good graphics designer. And so, again, you have to sit down because not only are those the common the common type of 
uh, of things that people need. But what is specific to your business? What do you actually need? Um, do you need a business coach because you're tired of doing things on your own and you really need someone to bring out your talent to help you to get into that CEO mode and start really working your business? Do you need a business coach? Because if so, you need to be connecting with me right away. You guys have to understand that a power team, the word power and is, is in there for a reason. It is going to rejuvenate. It is going to plug in and boost your power that you have, that it will help you to grow in ways you never thought possible when you create the right power team, the right type of people in your business. You don't have to go around telling people, I'm, I need to interview to see if you can belong to my power team, because that word power team is just for you. It's for you to understand that you have assembled a group of people together that when they are working on your behalf, that it is boosting and adding more power to your business and allowing you to do what you do best as the CEO of your company. And that is what's so very, very important, right? And so imagine this. Imagine waking up in the morning and you're excited when you wake up about your business. Why? Because you have other people helping you. And so you can look at your mail, your email, and people have already emailed you. For example, a virtual assistant has emailed you or your report showing you the number of leads that have been generated from a marketing campaign. Or your graphic designer has already put in your email graphics to be used for your social media campaign uh, for the week or for the rest of the month. Imagine how empowering that is because you're not having to do it all. It's being done for you. And so some things you need to understand about creating your power team is that you, you have to get past the fear of spending money in the right places because a lot of you have subscriptions to different things that you're not even using. You would be very surprised at how much money you can clear up by eliminating subscriptions that are not helping you or you're just not using, Right. So you can always cancel them and pick them back up when you're ready to be more responsible with actually using the subscription, right? Very, very key. And so that is important. A lot of women that I talk to about creating a power team, they also feel like, oh, no, I, I can't afford to have all of those people on my, on my pay, uh, payout. And it's not about that. You need to be connecting with people who have their own business, who already do what you need. They have their own set of clients and customers that collectively are helping them to generate their income. And you're just one link of those individuals, right? And so when you need them, they're there for you. They are clear on who you are and what your type of needs are. But when you don't need to use them, you're not spending unnecessary funds simply because, You've put them on a payroll. You're talking about people, in other words, that can be contractors for you, that when you need their services, you know who to go to, and when you don't, you're not using them. Very, very important. So with that said, a power team can be very powerful and most effective when used the right way. But with everything, you have to have a system in order to put a power team in place. You have to have a system of delegation, and you have to have a system of follow-up. 
and you need to make sure that whatever you're delegating to your power team of individuals that you have um, a write-up of everything that's needed, you set milestones or deadlines, and that you are going to hold those individuals accountable. That's your responsibility, right? Um, very, very key. So I want you guys to be thinking about that. The power team concepts can be very, very effective when you know how to use it properly, right? The other thing I think can be a really good strategy that you can use is that I think it's important for you to learn from your competitors. So many times um, I have seen so many different attitudes towards competitors from clients, and the way we should all be looking at competitors who are doing better than what we're, what we're doing, who are much larger than what we are, is we need to really get ourselves into the learning mode. I want you to think about something. A lot of competitors have already spent money on consultants and business coaches and marketing specialists to help them to get where they are. They've already spent a lot of money. So sometimes I think we can block our own selves by putting ourselves in a defensive mode as though the competitor is going to come and steal something from you, which is not true most of the time. And so you need to put yourself in a learning mode when it comes to competitors, okay, because there's so much that you can learn from individuals who have the same kind of business that you have. Now, I am not suggesting to you to go copy what they have because that would be plagiarism, right, and that would be unfair practice. That would be unethical. But it's nothing wrong with you learning from your competitors and learning about some of the new things that they have and paying close attention to it and even looking at customer comments, right? Very, very important. Um, you know, this is one of the things you should do anyway when you are planning for your, your business strategy for the new year is that you really do want to go and take a look at your competitors. So let's talk about some of the things that you can learn from your competitors. For one thing, you can look at your competitor's website, and you can take a look at if they have, you know, their pages are well-structured or how – they actually have their call to actions. You can take a look at their shopping page, if they have products that they're selling, you know, or what, um, what shopping cart are they using, and they've been using this for a long time, um, then that might be something that you want to take a look at because it must be working really well for them, right? Um, you can take a look at that. You can deep dive into a search on Google and put the name of the company to see uh, if the company is coming up in other ways, like have press releases been written on behalf of the competitor. Take a look at, at, at what's being said in the press releases. All of these are things that can give you a really good scope of why the company is successful and how you can get encouraged and motivated by the concepts, right, to look at your business and strengthen your company and look at what you can do for your business as well. And then you always can look at what the competitor is doing and ask yourself that big question, how uh, can I be better? 
what do they not have that I have that I do have that I can bring to the surface and and make light of with the consumers? And so that's very very important. Okay. Um, here's another thing. Here's the third thing that you can do uh, as we discuss five success strategies that can make you soar. Okay. I think it's important for you to make sure that you are spending your money on all the right things, okay? Some people have more than one email marketing platform account. Some people are using more than one of the same kind of services. Uh, And some people are just clicking the subscribe button because their credit card is already in the system, and they're subscribing to all these different things that they are unclear of. Are, are even using. They're not using it at all. And so learn to spend your time and your money on the right resources. That's number three. Learn to spend your time and money on the right resources, okay? Listen, the most successful strategies will help you grow your business, and so will the things that you're spending your money on. You need to keep yourself away from the gadgets because you know gadgets don't help you make money. You need to be focusing your money on marketing. That's what's going to help you make more money. Marketing helps you to generate leads, and it's the leads that help you to make the cash dollars, right? And so you need to be focusing your dollars on more important things, right? I think that's so key. So learn to spend your money on the right resources. Focus your, your hard-earned dollars on marketing, on generating leads, because that's what's going to help you to make the most money. And I can't share that with you enough. But a lot of times people don't do a cash flow all year long. They're not even paying attention to the kind of monies that are going out of their business. And at the end of the day, it can, it, can, uh, it can be thousands of dollars at the end of the year, thousands of dollars that you could have been paying yourself. And so, again, you've got to pay attention to this, okay? Your, your pay, yes, sometimes you have to sacrifice, but it shouldn't be that you have to sacrifice because you subscribe to too many things and all the wrong things. It should be because you're spending money in areas that the business really needed in order to generate those leads, okay? So I can't talk about how important this is. This is number four, and this is very key. You've got to have a consistent communication um, method that you are using with your prospects and with your current client customers, Okay. This is, this is something that is a weak spot for a lot of small business owners, and it's something that we need to strengthen. But when people hear from you on a consistent basis, they start receiving information from you, and that is going to help you because they start building familiar trust. And when people trust you, then they are more open to receive your offers and all of the things that you can do to help them, right? Very key. So you must get in the habit of being consistent. And then last but not least, this this goes back to marketing. 
Last but not least, you need to revamp and make sure you have an effective marketing plan. I can't talk about that enough. If you've never did an effective marketing plan for your business, then I, you know, encourage you to seek out help from somebody who is effective and has a proven, uh, has a proven track record with helping small business owners market their businesses effectively. I can't talk about that enough. So, guys, that's all I have for you for today on the five success strategies that will help you soar. But I know if you put them into practice, if you put them into play, that they are going to work for you. I want you guys to have a productive week. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye.